0: You look great, by the way. Let me be the first one to say that. Yeah, no,
2: I, I am I am like in a nightmare scenario over here with technology because I'm dog-sitting for the parents over here in Lexington, South Carolina. Came down the, down the road, got my whole setup and everything, good to go. Um, so I didn't miss any, like, you know, miss a beat with work and stuff like that because it's like a very busy time for us. And they're going to be gone for three weeks. Bro, I'm telling you, like, within hours of leaving... Something goes wrong with the the Wi-Fi, and I'm just sitting here having like to run my entire life from a hotspot. So, it's been a stressful couple of days just because of all the shows we got to do and, and TV and all that kind of shit. So, but good to be here, man. I'm excited. This is like a I, I've given I've given Beamer a lot of shit this this year, but I am very <laughs> excited to be pulling for something, knowing that he's not the worst person that's going to be in this post game press in that stadium.
0: I would imagine both guys, both Shane Bieber and Debo Sweeney, will try to one-up each other at some point. Um, Chris, let's go there first, by the way, because you mentioned, obviously, everybody knows at this point you live in the state of South Carolina now. What's it been like for you being in the state? Have you had any experiences where you stopped and you were like, man, I mean, you come from the Alabama-Auburn side of things. You know what a big rivalry is like, that's for sure, but... Have you had any experience where you're like, man, Carolina Clemson really is like a pure hatred? Or I mean, what what's been the experience? I guess even just this week, being in the state of South Carolina
2: and around this rivalry. I'm looking outside right now, and I see all the trees in my neighborhood are are still up and thriving. So you guys aren't batshit crazy like Gamma fans, at least Uh, that that part of the.
1: (laughs) We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate. That's indeed.com slash blue wire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
2: I'll say, I mean, like, I've lived in the state for for off and on for a while, and, and my family lives here, and, and like... It is cool this week because it is something that divides the, the state. Like, you are Carolina, you're Clemson, you're not a Citadel fan. Like, nobody like, gives a shit about called Charleston, all that kind of stuff. And it's always fun to see, like, that kind of like, house divided mentality for the entire state. Um, I, I've really enjoyed this year because I think that, like, if you want to say something about Carolina fans, I, I give Carolina fans uh, a hard time sometimes. And real quick, shout out to Austin Gregory for the comment on Twitter. I appreciate your support. It has been, I've been in the trenches on Twitter this week with Auburn fans and bands. But, no, I think one of the things that I, I really enjoy about, like, South Carolina fans is, like, they do have a little bit of Auburn in them, which is, like, doesn't matter what happened last year. You know, they went 0-11 that one year, right? I'm dating myself. They went 0-11. Some of y'all are probably too, like, too early or young to remember this. But when they went 0-11, they, they wore, like, a badge of honor, like, we sold out every game. Like, South Carolina, you're not going to keep South Carolina fans down. And watching them get to a point of the season where they're like, dude, we might we might be able to get to a bowl – and have you know two two wins at the end of the year at home in that stadium? Two really cool like like things happen with the atmosphere wise. You have like Darude last week or Darude or whatever you called him that one time, um, <laughs> Darude. And then you have Trump, <laughs> like former president's going to be in attendance for your game. Um, and then you you go to Clemson. You look at Clemson fans, and they are just they are so uncomfortable in this skin that they don't know how to handle it. They just don't know how to handle it because they're so used to being like this dominant force and they're not. And, and I, I think they're walking into a fucking hornet's nest. Excuse my language. I think they're walking into a fucking hornet's nest on Saturday.
0: Chris, to your point, by the way, just a quick side note about the whole Donald Trump attending the game thing. Um, it, it's, It's very random and, and somewhat funny, but the funniest comment I heard was from a South Carolina fan. I don't care where you fall, what political side. This is funny. He said... The last thing we need is more orange in the stadium. And I I laughed. (laughs) Admittedly, I laughed. So I don't care what side you're on. That's funny, in my opinion. So uh, either way, uh, looking back and looking ahead too, nobody, I'm sure, was more. Yeah, nobody. Go ahead. Go ahead.
2: I just have this vision in my head of like, like, say what you want to about politics and and like and and the Trump thing. But thank God it's Trump going and not Biden. Because you can you imagine (laughs) Biden? Find his way out of that traffic on the way out of William Price. You imagine him trying to navigate down like there's no way he pronounces Yuji Street right for one, but him trying to get traffic would be a nightmare. Also,
0: yeah, would not be good. I, I would imagine he would not be driving, which would be best for all parties involved. Um, I'm sure there was nobody more tickled, by the way, by the by the results, Auburn New Mexico State than you. How does that affect your outlook, if at all, for the Iron Bowl this weekend? I mean, Bama's a 14-and-a-half-point favorite. Weird things happen at Jordan-Hare. That might be the most overused phrase in the history of the world. I mean, I'm not taking away from the fact that upsets happen there. But does that – did you think it was going to be a bloodbath out of the way? Do you think it makes Auburn more dangerous somehow? Like, your overall view of uh, Bama-Auburn this weekend.
2: Yeah, I I don't – I don't really have – like, I don't think it – I mean, it's funny shit that it happened. It was hilarious. Uh, you're 25-point favorite. Against, good team. Like, Michigan State's not a bad team. But you're a 25-point favorite, and you lose by two to, or three touchdowns. And here's the thing. It wasn't like Auburn winning that game and was like, oh, man, we had three turnovers. We followed a punt inside of our 10 or a kickoff or whatever. It was like you got doubled up on yardage. You got doubled up on first downs. You got, you got your ass kicked. Like, you just got your ass kicked. Um, that being said, I would put any amount of money on the fact that Bama probably doesn't beat them by 21 and probably doesn't score 31 points against Auburn. It's just not the way this rivalry works out. Now I think for Auburn in the way I view this is the way I viewed like going and getting into slumps when I play baseball, which is like you could go to the cage and you can get up early and get extra swings in and you blah, blah, blah. But sometimes, man, sometimes what you end up doing is just you and some of the guys, Go out after a doubleheader. Maybe you went over somehow in the doubleheader, and you just go get rip-roaring drunk, and you figure you just come in all loosey-goosey the next day, and like you know what, whatever happens happens, and you bust out of that slump. I think that's the mindset Auburn has to have in that game. because it's like, like diving into that game is not going to do them any good with one game left in the year, right? They kind of know what they are at this point. It's an embarrassing loss, but just like throw it away and move on. I, there's there's a path, there's a path for them to win but like, I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm so over hearing about Jordan Hare. Yes. Crazy things happen there. The kick six was crazy because it happened there. They were also the fourth ranked team in the country, right? Like the 2017 game, it's the sixth ranked team in the country that, you know, 20, 2019 caught a lot of breaks. Also had a back quarterback and quarterback through two pick sixes for Alabama. I just don't see that happening. Like I just, I don't, I don't see that happening and I, I know what happened in 2021 and, I just don't see any of that happening. Actually, now that I think about it, I just gave you several examples all in the last decade of being in Jordan hair, so maybe it is a, a house of horrors. Um, I, I do think that going into the game, Bama is going to have to be – they're going to have to not be more than minus two in the turnovers. And in the in the way that Auburn's going to win this game is they're going to need at least multiple big plays. Like Jarrett West Hunter, somebody loses contain, and he breaks one for 60 or 70 yards, and they score – like it'll take multiple turnovers inside like the like their own their own territory and stuff like that. I just, because like I just don't see how they're going to slow down Bama for that long. And more than anything, I don't see how, how they're gonna put up points against that Bama defense.
0: Chris, your thoughts on Auburn selling commemorative cups for the kick six ten years later
2: at the game Saturday. Well, my first thought is that I offered somebody hundred dollars to get one for my girlfriend for like so I could get one for Christmas. Auburn grad I told her about it last night, and I was like, "Awesome, fucking awesome." Um, if anybody wants one of those, I got. One. <laughs> I might have one for you. Um, no, I, I think that it, it like I get it, I get it, and I, I think that I if, if I'm being if I'm being self aware, honest, like I'm sure part of the reason I get so annoyed with it is because it came at the expense of my team, but like, okay, like how long? Like, they, it's, it's their whole fucking identity. And listen, I'll, just, I'll definitely be honest about this. I, I have a ton of Auburn fans that I'm friends with. I think it's a better fan base than, than Bama. But the whole thing about how it's not because of the play, it's because of Rod Bramblett. I don't even believe that. I think it's great. Rod Bramblett is an incredible legend in the SEC uh, media history and, and broadcasting history. And that call is fantastic for Auburn fans. And, and it's the greatest play in college football history. But Jesus Christ, guys, like like it's every single it's not even just November. It's their whole identity for like one week out of the year in July for some reason. Like I, I'm just we get it. It happened. And it, and it took a miracle for you to not win the national champ. Like it took a miracle for you to get to the national championship where you then you played Mizzou in the SEC championship before then, And then you blew a 21 point lead in the natty. Congrats on second place, guys. It's awesome. I don't, maybe you'll, like, they are the Confederacy. I'm not going to say that. Don't fucking flip that either. Don't flip that.
0: (laughs) For those, Chris, that don't understand the Alabama-Auburn rivalry, that have not grown up with it, been around it, what makes it so special? What makes it a rivalry that most consider as one of the best, if not the best rivalry in college football? What is it about that rivalry?
2: I mean, they really do hate each other. They do. Um, there's, there's this, I think the two sides when you look at it, it's almost like a white collar, blue collar thing, but you all came from the same school, right? Like the same, and I mean, state. like, like Auburn love to look down at those uh, at Bama because of like the sidewalk alumni and you didn't go there and blah, blah, blah. And, and like, like Auburn is just like this prestigious university and like Auburn's a nice campus. It's a, I mean, it's a pasture, it's a pasture with some steeples and a and- Nice, it's it's a nice feel to it, but like you know, <laughs> like I've said this before, like I've watched Bama win more national championships in a fucking Olympiad than Auburn has won in their entire existence of a program. So it's like I get that it's great that you guys believe in Auburn and you love it and all that kind of stuff, but for Bama, it's like it's very much this this idea of what they've had for for decades now, which is everyone in the country thinks this this state is stupid. Everyone in the country, including me. Everyone in the country looks down on us about the education, the obesity, or like just the way the you know backwards way of life, or whatever. But one thing we're really good at is football, and I think that that is a point of pride in that state, and it's definitely a point of pride for 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 Bama fans. And I think that like you kind of look at it in, in this terms of the, the two sides almost try to bully each other into like, well, you know, at least we went to school there. I was like, oh, at least we won a bunch of titles, and I mean they had they had to stop playing this game for fifty years, dude or like 40 years because of all of like the stabbings and beatings and fights and all the stuff that happened after the games. like They didn't pick it back up until 1948. So I think there's just so much of a big brother, little brother mentality, which goes for a lot of rivalries, but especially this one, when you consider stuff like, you know, Bama, they played this game in Birmingham every year, and that's where Bama was playing their biggest home games for decades. And so it's like there's just this perpetual chip on the shoulder of, of really both sides, and I think they really just hate each other.
0: The Spurs Up show is brought to you by our friends over at Twisted Tea. Are you ready to elevate your college football game day experience? Check out Twisted Tea, your go-to game day beverage for college football fans. Twisted Tea is unlike any hard beverage you've had before. It's made with real brewed tea and packs a flavorful punch with 5% alcohol and no carbonation, delivering the perfect balance of taste, create an account, and use promo code SPURSUP, that's S P or S U P for $20 off your first purchase. Download game time today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Chris, speaking of another game where the fan bases hate each other, South Carolina Clemson, we'll talk about this one. Both of these teams have won three in a row. Gamecocks are a win away from bowl game. What's really fun about this one, Chris, for the first time in a while, it feels like going into this one that both fan bases are on edge. Both of these teams, neither program has had the season they wanted, and it really does come down to the rivalry game to take some of that sting out of the season that was and not necessarily spin it that the season was a success, but at least be able to look back on it favorably. Um, you look at this ball game, of course, South Carolina coming off that win against Kentucky, that slugfest uh, Clemson just beat UNC, beat Notre Dame a couple weeks ago. Turnovers have been a problem for the Tigers. The Gamecocks of late have been able to get the ball off of people. Spencer Rattler's last home game, we presume. How do you see this one playing out, man? I mean, the spread's at seven. It feels like a bit of a coin flip game, and it should be a fun one.
2: I, I like, shot up out of bed last night when I was scrolling through Twitter and I saw your, your tweet about how Spencer Rattler has another year of eligibility. I was like... what is that thing (laughs) people talk about college like for like my whole life like hey man enjoy it enjoy what you can it'll go by fast and you're like jesus christ spencer stetson all these mfs just out here like going like the seven-year plan it it, it is not going by fast um spencer atler his last game i think this is a statement game for him um a guy that like he really you saw the seesaw and the roller coaster that he he took everyone on last year. Um, I missed that game because I was I was at uh, – I forgot where I was, but I was at some game, so I didn't get to see the South Carolina – or South Carolina Clemson game last year. Um, I watched it this summer and live-tweeted it. It was awesome. It was, like, an incredible game. But he he did – I thought it was one of these games, too, Like where I'm, like, just hearing about it, that he must have just been lice out, and he wasn't. He was – you know, he, he made some mistakes. I think that you're going to see a very clean game from Spencer Rattler. I think you're going to see some fun – out of Shane Beamer I don't think that like you said this earlier I don't think that Clemson I don't think South Carolina is scared of Clemson and I think Clemson kind of kind of thrives off that whole idea that like we're big bad Clemson and we're gonna come in here and we're gonna do what we always do and and, and we run this state like that type of shit like listen I, I I've I'm old enough to remember like Spurrier putting five in a row on these dudes and then bragging about it at a Kenny Chesney concert at the Colonial Life Center or whatever it was um, in like 2008 or I don't know mm-hmm. where um, I, Like, South Carolina at home, I love what Austin Gregory said. Clemson is one in three in, in games on the road. The attendance in those games, like, it's nowhere near the environment they're going to walk into in, in South Carolina. And I've watched, I've watched Clemson a <laughs> decent and they had some good wins, right? Like, they, they, they've beaten a few good teams. They got manhandled on, on the scoreboard against Duke. Um, you you lost at home to Florida State because you, like, pissed on your leg, basically. I don't think this team, to be honest, and I hate to say this, like, there's no Clemson fans here, so I don't really care. I don't think Clemson's man enough to win this game. I, I just don't. I, I don't think Clemson is, is good enough in the trenches. I don't think Clemson is good enough, like, from a, a physicality standpoint. I think they think they are, for sure. But I think when you start looking at some of the stuff that they're going to have to do to win this game for sixty fucking minutes, I don't think they're going to be good enough to do it. And I think South Carolina, like I said, man, I think Clemson walks into a fucking hornet's nest on on Saturday. Williams Bryce will be absolutely rocking, um, and I I think I think Carolina wins seven point underdog fucking bet mm. uh, bet the bet my parents' house that I'm in right now for Thanksgiving that that, that they cover that.
0: <laughs> it's always a lot of fun when you're betting somebody else's house, Chris, for sure. Um, no, when it opened, I I admittedly, when it opened at nine, I was surprised opened at nine on circus sports. I was, I was surprised it was at that high. So, um, the rest of the slate, the rest of the sec slate, Chris, is there anything that jumps out to you? What sec rivalry game? Are you intrigued by – I mean, I think – you know, there's a little – there's a couple spreads that are a little bit closer than I'd expect, and I think it's because of that unpredictability on rivalry weekend. Like, Mizzou-Arkansas is a really interesting one. How did the Razorbacks respond to, hey, Sam Pittman's coming back next year? We can talk about that if you like. The Egg Bowl, I think, is a super underrated rivalry. I don't know how competitive it's going to be, but it's real true nasty hate. The backup quarterback bowl with FSU Florida – What stands out to you on the SEC slate on rivalry weekend?
2: Yeah, I think, I mean, you, if you're a Bama fan like me, you kind of want Florida to beat Florida State, maybe. You want Florida State out of the way. And even though they they dropped from the polls last night, I still think an undefeated Florida State team wins. A lot of interesting lines, like you said. I think the the three games that stand out the most is Florida, Florida State, and that being seven-point line, quarterbacks. Um, The other being... Mizzou and Arkansas that only opens at nine It's down to seven because Mizzou's got about four starters that are probably going to be out for that game, um, two linebackers especially. And then you look at the the Ole Miss game. Ten points is not enough. Ole Miss is like I, that's the game I'm looking forward to most because I, I love just waking up from like a tryptophan induced coma and and arguing with my family about what a souffle is and waking up watching the Egg Bowl. And I think that that game is one of the most underrated rivalries in all of college football. It's probably it's probably like. I think it's the most underrated, hate-filled rivalry in all of college football, for real. Um, and I think that the, the 10-point spread, Ole Miss has averaged 21 points less per game on the road this year than they have in, in games at home. But here's the thing. Ole Miss has a chance to do something they've rarely done in program history, and that's get to 10 wins. And they had a chance to do it for the second time in three seasons under Lane Kiffin. And I just think that at, if you if you told Ole Miss fans at the beginning of the season, hey, listen, we're going to go 10-2, and the only two losses we're going to have, are to Alabama and Georgia, any of them would have taken that. Any of them would have taken that. And I think that is a massive, massive win for that program if they were able to do that. So I think Ole Miss wins. I think they win big. I, I think it's a statement game. I, I think it's a statement game because Mississippi State's in a very vulnerable position. I know they get Will Rogers back, but that's, he's he's even not been great this year uh, by, by his standards. Obviously, it's a different offense. But you're talking about an interim head coach. You're talking about a program that is just like, you know, it, it kind of feels like hanging by a thread just trying to get to the end of the season. And then you look at the other sideline, you've got a coach that has tons of weapons on offense and improving defense and really has a chance to, to put a, a stamp on the end of the season that would be, you know, not only great for their program history, but, like, all the shit that's going on with Kiffin right now, I think this is a huge statement game for him. I, I, I think they win big.
0: Chris Marler of Saturday Down South. Chris, one last thing, and I'll get you out of here. I did mention Arkansas and Sam Pittman. They announced, of course, he will return in 2024. Your just thoughts on that, the future of the Arkansas program, did you feel like that was the right move, wrong move? And, I mean, I'll ask you this too. What do you think yearly expectations should be at a program like Arkansas? Because I feel like it's kind of like South Carolina where – You've had tastes of success, but never anything really sustained, and it's only going to get tougher with the SEC expanding. So just thoughts on the overall Arkansas program with Pittman returning next year.
2: These two programs are almost mirror images at times. <laughs> right? Like mm. like Arkansas, I think, has had way more of the dips than South Carolina has had, especially in the last 20 years. But you think about these two programs, when did they peak in the last 20 years? 2011, 2012, 2013 times? Mm. Like, I mean, for, like, like South Carolina had – 11 win season's in like people forget how good 2012 Arkansas was. They really forget how good that team was. It went to a sugar bowl. or maybe it was 2011. I don't remember, but that's a, that's a program that like 2012 or 2011, especially you, you had Bama and LSU and that's all anyone talked about, but Arkansas was a top five team. So I think that like, it's a program that has some pride and they've got some, like some of those early sixties national championships that that seemingly every SEC West team apparently has. Um, like all in the same year too. But like I, I think that with Sam Pittman, I've been a big proponent of this and I don't care how it sounds. And I, and I, I really, to, I mean, to quote Drake, know yourself, know your worth, guys. Like there are seven win or an eight win program. And now you have Texas Oklahoma coming in. Give Pittman a lifetime contract. I feel like I've said it on this show before. Like give him a lifetime contract because it's a very special thing in this day and age of football when you get a head coach who matches the energy of the fan base about a university. And I think that's something that that we don't give enough credit to Sam Pittman. You saw Ed Orgeron at LSU. I don't think they're ever going to have that kind of success, especially having one of the greatest teams of all time. But that man loves the University of Arkansas, and he loves trying to build that program. This is a down year, and it sucks that it happened with K.J. Jefferson in his senior year. It's the first time he's had to name new coordinators. He, He swung and missed on that, especially on offense. Give this man a lifetime contract and, like, you're—I mean, not in a rude way—but you're Arkansas. Like, you're a seven-win program. Like, enjoy the nine-win pro—the nine-win year you have. I keep saying it over and over. The nine-win season they had in 2021—that people say like, you know, we're, we're past that shouldn't count as much anymore because it was three years ago. That nine-win season—you had more wins that season than you had in 2017 through 2019 combined. Fuck off! Like, enjoy the wins, celebrate the wins, Arkansas. Who do you—Who like, do you think you are? <laughs> Lifetime contract.
0: Chris, last thing, is it stuffing or dressing? I
2: don't fucking care.
0: <laughs> I, I, don't, I, I, don't fucking
2: I you care. know why I love that answer?
0: You know why I love that answer? Because I feel pretty much the same way. It's just like as long as it yeah. tastes good, I don't I don't give a damn what you want to call it. So all right, uh, listen, Chris, let me say something real yeah. quick for you before Yeah, go you ahead. Take me out of here. I
2: to say, um, this is the first year I've done this every every week through the season. Uh always I I know listen like Call a spade a spade. I know that you're not the most loved person sometimes on the internet. Just like I'm not uh, always proud of of everything you've been able to build. Very thankful to call you a friend in real life and and not just uh, on the internet. And also want to say thank thank you to all the people in the in the chat. It's always been like very fun. I think some a few friends I think online. With-